Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Bride Tender. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get the party started as we talk all things weddings. Today, I'm so lucky and so fortunate to be sitting here with my parents due to the coronavirus, and um, I'm not going to be seeing any vendors for a while, but I will soon, and um, we're here to talk about the most important part of your wedding, which is truly the marriage between you and your partner. Your wedding is not just about the day, but about the beginning of a future with the person that you love and cannot live without. Now, my parents have been married for going on 36 years. And there's a lot of time where I can't actually fathom how they have enjoyed each other's company for all those years, but they have. And today, we're here to hear the secret to what is a happy marriage. So first off, obviously, I know the story, but for everyone listening, how did you both meet? We met at a wedding. Whose wedding? My aunt's wedding. My aunt and uncle got married. I was about... 22 years old. That I was an usher in. And was it love at first sight? Almost. No, no. We didn't start dating till about maybe two years later. Year and a half later. So how did you really then start dating? Um, I was house-sitting for my aunt that got married, and he happened to uh, live in the back apartment of the house. They were shacking up before... (laughs) They were supposed to. I just want everybody to know that. We had dinner together, and um, I don't know, after that we started dating. Dad, what do you eat for dinner that night? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> extra powder. <laughs> was, it, was it the most romantic meal of all time? Damn close. <laughs> Mom, was Dad romantic? Uh, no, we were just getting to know each other at that point. It wasn't like super hot and heavy. <laughs> So the first date wasn't super hot and heavy, yet here we are, 36 years later, so something worked with the garlic powder on that pizza, and um, you know what? Okay. So now, you were both 24 when you got married, and looking back on things, with my generation getting married a little bit later in life, do you feel that at 24, you were ready to be married? Yes. Yes. Yeah, even looking back 36 years later, you felt that at 24 you were mature, you you lived enough before you settled down? Sure. I mean, at those times, it, we didn't do what you do today. A lot of people are more invested in furthering their education, getting their careers on path, traveling, all those kind of things. We kind of met and it kind of just... There was no destination weddings and destination... (laughs) Destination bachelorettes, all those. Did you do your bachelor party the night before your wedding? Sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) See, that would never happen now. (laughs) Yes, it was not the greatest idea, but... (laughs) But here we are 36 years later. So it still worked out to be a little hungover at your wedding? Possibly. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So now you got engaged after four months of dating, 
which in today's times is completely unheard of. Um, Do you think after getting engaged that you learned a lot more about each other through the wedding planning process? Uh, Learned about each other? Well, you know, we were kind of on the same page about uh, finances and what we wanted um, to do. You know, we didn't want to go over a certain budget. We didn't want to have outrageous numbers of people at our wedding, all those things. I agree. <laughs> Dad, you're really contributing a lot. <laughs> I mixed you that martini so that you would be your best self for the podcast. Drink up, people. All right. We weren't going to do a destination wedding. If you were going to do a destination, where would you have chosen? We weren't going to do a destination Lindbrook, wedding. New York. Exactly. Lindbrook, New York, people. It really worked well for them. Um, so... When you were planning your wedding, you had an eight-month engagement and chose to get married in May. What made you choose the month of May, and which venue did you end up choosing? Um, Well, originally it was going to be September, but uh, as you know, your father didn't want to wait that long. So he said, nope, somebody will take our money earlier. So we managed to get, we wanted Memorial Day weekend, and we couldn't get it. So we settled for the weekend before, so... Our wedding date was May 19th. You hear that, people? My, ma- my dad was a man with a plan. And uh, he, he was in a rush to be with my mom. So, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree over here. Uh, but What kind of tree? Uh, well, it'd have to be the tree of your choice. I, I'm just the apple. Oh. <laughs> um, we looked at three different synagogues because being we're both Jewish, we want to get married in a synagogue. Um, one in Woodmere, one in Merrick, and uh, we looked at one in Limbrook, and that's ultimately the one we chose. Okay. What was the name of that one? It was Temple Beth David, David. in Limbrook. Does it still exist? Yes. I believe so, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So what are some of the traditions that you did for your wedding? And what traditions did you forego? Uh, Well, Jewish weddings, you get walked down the aisle by both your parents. So that's a tradition that I like, not just uh, in other cultures where it's just the father of the bride. Considering I'm the mother, uh, a mother now, I would want to walk my own children down. Yeah, my mom. It's it's her show, everybody. You know, I'm just here. Um, Me too. <laughs> when I get married, it will really be for my for my mom. You know, I'll just be there in attendance. Me too. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll be in attendance. <laughs> I didn't really like um, the garter thing, so I refused to do that. Um, I did not throw my bouquet either. I didn't like that. So, uh, other than, uh, I mean, the traditional Jewish things, uh, we did the hora, which I could live without. If, if she says that, it. but she lies. She's <laughs> going to make us all do the hora, and um, it's going to be very short-lived, 30 seconds or less. And we broke the glass, you know, during our wedding ceremony. And you had a chuppah. And we had a chuppah. And and, good uh, time had by all. Yeah. You br- were you able to break the glass on the first try? Yes. Yeah, 
It'd be really embarrassing if you didn't, I guess. Right. I but mean, some people probably do. <laughs> some people probably do miss. That's so embarrassing. Oh lord. Well, okay. So you for you foregoed the uh, the garter toss, which I mean, to each their own. But I think in this house we find that a little tacky anyway. And uh, the throwing of the bouquet. Yeah, those things didn't appeal to me. Okay, and. Um, now you got married in the early eighties. What was the style like of your wedding? Did you go with a traditional eighties look for your hair or for your bridesmaids, or did you go with something maybe a little more classic? Um, well, we got married in the spring, so the dresses were were uh, a pale pink. And they had like a Swiss dot overlay. It was just sweetheart neck, kind of off the shoulders. Very simple, but... You know, could it be worn like, in today's times? Yeah, I think it could. Um, also, my gown, very, you know, it was a lace top, solid bottom. You know, sweetheart neck. Long, I wore long sleeves because, uh, you know, at that time you couldn't be up on the beamer and wear sleeveless or... You know, for anybody that doesn't know, a bima in temple is basically like being on on the a stage, altar. the altar. Um, yeah, and my my mom was a very conservative woman that had to wear long sleeves. No, I, I had really tried on a dress that I really loved that was strapless, and like my grandmother was like, "No, you can't." Oh my wear god! That unless you have a jacket, gotta leave the grandmas at home. <laughs> but now. With that, so your bridesmaids wore a light pink. Um, did that... We didn't do the colored tuxedos, which was a big thing back in the 70s and 80s. We just black tuxedos. Was we dad did. also in a black tuxedo? Yes, I was. Did wore tails. Oh, do people still do that? I don't think they do that today, but your father wore tails. Did you, were you wearing an earring? or chic? <laughs> That's exactly how I would refer to you. Always <laughs> elegant but chic. Oh, man. You'd have to know my dad to understand. Elegant and chic aren't usually the first words that I use for him. There's some other choice words. <laughs> so now, Dad, did you have your earring in your ear at that time, or you chose to leave that home that day? I left it home that Oh, okay. The feather earring didn't make an appearance. Mom, aren't you lucky? Yeah, I know. Oh, you left your feather earring at home too? No, I never saw him with it. It was gone by the time I was was defended by then. Oh, boy. Uh, Now, Mom, where did you get your dress? I got my dress at Kleinfeld. Oh, she got it at Kleinfeld. Very bougie. Very, very bougie. At that time, it was in Brooklyn, so I drove into Brooklyn. And it was the first dress I tried on her. The first dress she tried on, she went with. She was a woman with a plan to match her man with a plan. So now, who were some of the vendors that you used for your wedding that might still be used today? Let's see. Uh, we used Spitz and Peck for our flowers, which I believe merged with Dalsmers. Yeah, so now they're Dalsmers, Spitz and Peck. Uh-huh. Very much like a big florist, still used. Uh, Stephen Scott Orchestras was our band. Yeah, still around. <laughs> and Lavender Bridal Studios did our... Albums. Photog- photography. Did they, did they do the photography too? They, I don't know. They did the albums. 
I don't remember about the photographer, to be honest with you. Mm. Well, they didn't have videography back then for weddings, right? No, they didn't, but my brother did. It was just starting to break It was out. just starting. My, du- my brother had the equipment, so he did videotape our ceremony. Oh, well, I would have done anything to be a fly on the wall to watch that reception, but just a we ceremony. Didn't have a reception, mm. yeah, just a ceremony. I don't even know where that is. Where is it? I think it's up in the closet. Well, in quarantine times, we have a lot of time on our hands now, so we will be looking for the video um, to give you guys an update. I think we have to even put it. We have to. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so we might not be watching it in quarantine. <laughs> so now, give the audience a little bit of a picture of what the wedding looked like. The flower. So we know the bridesmaid dresses. They wore a pale pink, and you wore a long sleeve dress, and Dad wore a tuxedo with tails. Now the actual flowers. Um, I had um, pink and white was the theme. You know, um, the. The Both color of our scheme. mothers were in, um, Daddy's mother wore like a fuchsia, and my mother wore like a purple, and the bridesmaids were in pink, so the flowers were all kind of shades of white, purples, and pinks. Um, very pretty. We had these big lilies, I think they were, that were white with a little pink in them. They were very pretty. And they put yeah. them in the stanchions down the aisle, mm-hmm. and then they change them over to the tables in big crystal vases in the high, ballroom. High, so they're going to take up a lot of room on the table. Right, they were yeah. very high. Um, we had round tables, and we had our own table. A sweetheart table. A sweetheart table for Dad and I. Yeah. Was, I, be, I believe they were um, those big wicker The wicker chairs, chairs, chairs yeah. yeah. At the time. Yeah. Uh, those yeah. still get used sometimes. Pretty basic linens. We, they didn't do that back then. You know, changing of linens and different colors. Right. It was more it was, white was on white. Yeah. Black and white, you know, because they did go to the floor, the linens. You didn't see underneath the tables, you know. Um, they didn't ask you, you know, colored napkin choices. Or, uh, that didn't even come into play when you went to the caterer. It was like you picked a menu, you know, those kind of now, things. Now, there's, there's a trend now where brides and grooms, instead of sitting at a sweetheart sweetheart table, are sitting with their bridal party, not like a dais, like way, way back in the day, but like almost like a rectangle table, both sided. I personally am like, I don't, I'm like, that's a no. I don't really I just, like that for pictures. Yeah. I don't think people think about it at the time, but that you're going to see the back of people's heads when they're taking a picture of the bride and the groom at the table. Right. It's, I don't think it's... For the to have a good time, it's a good idea. To to sit with their friends? Sure. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it has its pluses, but then, you know, what if there are people that are spouses that are not in your bridal party? I had to go to a wedding, uh, it was... Three months after Dad and I were married, so we were newly married, and he was in a bridal party, and I had to sit somewhere totally different. Yeah, but you sat with people, you know. Not really. Dad clearly wasn't too upset to not sit with you at that wedding. (laughs) Damn. Damn, Dad. (laughs) Well, it was 36 years ago, so. I wasn't happy at that wedding. I have to tell you, I didn't like being sitting by myself. Even though they were good friends of ours. They were good friends of yours. I didn't really know them that well. 
Well, hopefully they don't listen to the podcast because maybe they'll be a little insulted. Oh, well. Um, next question, well, people. Oh, they're not together anymore. So I guess I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, well. See, maybe that deus just didn't really work out for them. Correct. Now did it. <laughs> now, Dad, also, uh, we just, we, we can't let it go without saying about your relative that stole the floral arrangement. Right. Yeah. I'm still looking to send her a bill. <laughs> Who did she think she is taking the crystal vase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. People don't understand. Like, those are rentals. Right. You take the flowers out of the stand, and then you could take them. Home. Did you have where people took the flowers home after? So not sure. the not the stands, but the flowers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some, not every venue, but a lot of venues will do that. Somebody will wrap the flowers at the end to give people to take home with them to all the women, like as they leave. Or you know, I have been to some uh, events where they will say to someone, "Everybody, turn over your dinner." But, you know, your drinking glass or whatever or whatever. And somebody will and, win them. And somebody will win it. Yeah. And, and, and that's okay, too. Yeah, that makes sense to do. Because otherwise, what are you doing with the flowers? Unless you you're know? donating them somewhere, which... Some people do, which, I guess. Which is a nice uh, gesture, too. You know, if there's a nearby nursing home or whatever, that's a nice thing to do. We did donate, um, not at our wedding, but at one of your brother's bar mitzvahs, we donated the cake. Because they never cut the cake. Yeah. Because um, we had a Viennese and we had so many other things that we donated the cake to um, one of the soup kitchens or something. They have a company now, well, probably a few companies, that you can save your flowers somehow. They, like, preserve them. For what use? I don't know exactly, but I think they can, like, preserve the bouquet. So if you want that framed or something, some people do it. It's yeah, not I a bad idea. I like the brooch bouquets for that fact that you could just... My mom loves the brooch bouquets, but she doesn't understand that they're, like, 50 pounds. Yeah, they're very yeah, that's heavy. That's something that you can just take from the wedding and put it in your home. I know we've had it. That's true. I mean, we'll agree to disagree on that, but you know, it's, it's different. We'll leave it at that. It's different. So now you both have chose to have a few years together to enjoy each other's company, travel a little bit, save money, buy a home. Um, do you think that having those few years alone together prior to starting a family contributed to having a happy marriage? Absolutely. You do it again the same way? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if not uh, we weren't. Ready. Oh my God, Dad! <laughs> we weren't ready to have kids right away. We, we we traveled, we worked, we saved, we we had a good time. It was very short. I mean, four years goes really fast. And, well, four. Uh, a lot of people don't usually take four years, so I feel like. Yeah. No, it was good for us. It worked for us. You know, we had some time to really, you know, spend time with each other. And and see, you know, what we wanted for our future. We were on the same page about a lot of things, so that worked in our favor. We wanted a home before we had children. We wanted money in the bank. We were raised similarly. We had the same values. We treated money equally. Um, we wanted so. pets. 
<laughs> you didn't no, get you wanted a pet <laughs> we didn't get this pet until i was like 14 oh my god so now dad yes. i want you to have an open mind yes. and truly be realistic yes with the price of weddings now mm. and being on long island and mm. in new york in general mm-hmm. how much did you spend at the time on your wedding 20, about twenty thousand. Which at that time was a lot, right? Yes, it was. It was considered a lot. And how much did you spend per person for the venue? For the venue. Just remember that they didn't charge um, site fees back then. You you had a per person price, and that was for... Like that plus tax? Yes. Plus the tax, yeah. plus the gratuity, probably. Probably, yeah. And I think ours was $42 a person. $42 per person. And that was upgraded. What do you th- what do you think that it costs now? Oh gosh, well. What do you think what do you think it ranges between 52. <laughs> $52, my dad said. It should be 52. So, you know what? Um when I get married, that will be the price uh that I tell my dad. We also upgraded. We wanted a Beanie's table and we wanted you know, certain things. Only Dad wanted Heineken beer. So you're saying $42 was the upgraded yeah, price? Yeah, we paid extra. That wasn't Oh, boy. Probably like $4 a head extra, something like that. Mm-hmm. For Viennese and to have the upgrades on the beer? Beer, bar, whatever. Well, no, it came with it. Just that, you know, Dad's friends were big beer drinkers, so they said they never had a wedding with so much beer. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, um, this is looking challenging for when I get married because, um, you know, dad thinks that it's going to be $52 per person. I just want you to bring your checkbook, have an open mind, and have a few martinis before we go, you know, because uh, I'll tell you the parent price of $52, but what you'll sign off on will be a little little different than that. Parent price, Sebastian Maniscalco, watch the... Watch the skit. You'll see what I'm saying. You can't expect it only to be a bride's parents anymore as far as payment for these weddings. No, and I think that in, um, I think that that's such old school mentality to think that only the bride's parents pay the bill on the wedding. I think in today's times, it's, you know, both sets of parents usually give money and the bride and groom themselves usually yeah, contribute. And that's how it worked for us even back then. I mean, my parents didn't have the means to pay for that. Yeah. Um, so it was our families and ourselves. And we managed to have a really nice wedding, a Saturday night evening wedding um, <clears throat> in the month of May. Um, because once we went into June, the prices jumped to, um, to almost double. Yeah. Well, we're now May and June and September and October are your highest price of the year with, you know, July and August following that. And then April and November following that, uh, December also, and January through March ends up being kind of your, your, um, quieter season, which is what I do try to tell a lot of, you know, people who are on maybe a budget that, you know, you can still have everything you want with having a winter wedding. But, you know, everybody has their own taste of what time of year that they're looking for. And there's other options. I mean, brunch weddings, you know. Yeah. I think brunch weddings will be a big trend. Yeah, I do, too.
too, and I think they're... What if the wedding is good to take everybody out of the funk? Definitely to take everybody out of the funk after the holidays when it's cold out. People don't really have that much to do. It gives them something to do, somewhere to go. Yes. And just like a a night to enjoy. Yes, I agree. So with everything going on in the world right now with coronavirus... um, a lot of people have had to push back their events. So any of your April, May weddings have had to push back, you know, to later dates in the year, even possibly into 2021, if there wasn't a date available at their venue. So if that was you, what would what would you do? Would you push your wedding fully back? Um, or would you maybe get married, you know, by a justice of the peace or a rabbi or whatnot, go down to City Hall to be married on that day that you expected and push the party back? What would what would you do if you were a bride or groom in this situation? We'd probably uh, get married we would and get then married push the and, back. Yeah, push the party back. But yeah. we ourselves would get married at that time. Yeah. If possible. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's you've spent all this time preparing for that date and you know if if you know being married is the end goal of all this it's not just about the party it's not just about you know the day well this this is a little you know if it, i don't know if we would have done it that way with a virus like this hanging over our heads this, is, quite out of the this is out of the ordinary so you know you want your parents there you want your grandparents there you want your siblings there i mean you want your friends I, to I, be I, attending right you know so if you wanted to be in a temple and walk down the aisle and get married on the bima and all those things, then yeah, I would have pushed it back. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's the only way that you have to do things. So when you look back on your wedding day, um, most people believe that their wedding day is the best day of their lives. And I'm sure that it's the second best day of your life. You know, my birth being the first best. Agreed, Dad? Except when we got the dogs. Does the dog come before me? No. Okay, so I'm okay with being tied. So, like, the day we got the dog, uh, my birth. So that's, like, first best days. So would you say your wedding is the second best day of your life? Well, other than giving birth to my children, I would say it was a very... Children is is skewed, you know? I, I know that there's more of them, but well, really just me. your children, you'll know that you'll never make that distinction. You'll oh, love them actually, all. no. Well, you'll love one more than the other two. Differently, differently. Yeah, she says that, but, you know, it's really all about me. So, is there anything that you would have changed about your wedding day, whether in your control, not in your control? Is there anything that you would have wanted to go differently? Um, A hot, sunny day would have been the only thing. Instead of the fact that it was raining. Yeah. But rain is good luck on your wedding day. Well, clearly, <laughs> clearly, 36 years of wedded bliss over here. So the rain didn't rain on your parade. No, it didn't rain on our parade. Um, <laughs> no, I was happy with how everything came out. We had a great had a nice day, and the place was beautiful. And 
the food was good, the drinks were flowing, the band was great. You know, we were happy. Good time had by all. Yeah. All right, so... Especially the one who swiped the glass bars. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoever that family member is, you owe us $40. <laughs> I'll close my eyes. Just bring it back. <laughs> bring us the check. <laughs> Stealing the crystal. Oh, my God. The crystal, crystal house. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been... 36 years of wedded bliss since you've said I do to each other. Can you let all the listeners know as they plan their special day and start their lives with their significant others, do you have any advice for them or the secret to having a happy marriage? Um, Just be there for your significant other and then be there for you. Can't rely on anybody else. Family, friends, spouse, children, whatever. But your spouse has to be your best friend. And the one you turn to and the one that turns to you. Because there will be hard times and there will be great times. But, you know, you have to be able to weather them together. And get a dog. And a lot of laughter. A lot of laughter. We laugh a lot. Father and I laugh a lot. I mean, (laughs) when you add a few martinis to the mix... How can you not laugh, right, Dad? Sure, sure. Any other advice, Dad? No, that's it. That's it? Whatever Mom says? Uh, something like that. Happy wife, happy life? Something like that. Yeah, there you go. There you have it. So, well, thank you so much for coming on my show. I know that you guys must have had so much to do today. Um, so thank you for penciling me into your really, really tight schedule here during quarantine. And we enjoyed it. Oh, did you? <laughs> I know. So great. Thank you so much for tuning into The Bride Tender. You can check us out on Spotify for your wedding fix each week. Make sure to share with your friend, your fellow bride or groom, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your friend, and pretty much anyone, as it's the comedy hour you never knew you needed. You can check me out and all my Instagram stories of my um, my embarrassing family over here in dog at the candy guru. Make sure to follow my candy table displays at event pyre and my event blog showcasing the top event trends on long Island at the long Island eventista. And of course, make to make sure to follow the bride tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your future wedding and hiring the best in the business for your special day. Make yourself a cocktail. We'll catch you next week. Have a great day.